In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fifth Sunday of the Holy 50 Days, and we read the words of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to his apostles, saying that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And yet many of the apostles are still confused and don't understand who the Lord Christ is and what is his relationship with God the Father and what is about to happen and what is the significance of everything. And one of the things that the Lord says to them is he says, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And then Philip responds and he says, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Even after the Lord Christ is revealing that anyone who knows him knows the Father, and to know the Son is to know God the Father. And yet even the apostles still then are still wanting to see the Father and saying it is sufficient for us without realizing that they are seeing the, the Son who is the image of the Father. And in the Son, we know the Father and have a relationship with the Father. So very briefly, I want to speak about a few ways that the Lord Jesus Christ reveals the Father to us. The first is the Lord Christ reveals the presence of the Father. In John 1.18, it says, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. No one can see God the Father, and no one has seen him ever. And yet, we see him, and we know his presence through the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son. That because the Son was incarnate, and we were able to interact with him, communicate with him, learn from him, observe him, from all of the things that he said and did, we know the presence of God. We know that God is real. We know that God the Father is present and real because we know the Son. The second is that the Lord Christ re reveals the image because he is the image of the Father. So we know about the Father through him. In Colossians 1.15, it says about the Lord Christ, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So all the attributes of Christ are the attributes of God the Father. And everything that we see in Christ, we know is also true of God the Father. Because again, he says what God is invisible, but the Lord Christ is the image of him. So even though we are not seeing like the original, but we are seeing the image. We are seeing the, the, the version of God, so to speak, that we are capable of perceiving. Because God the Father is invisible, God the Father cannot be seen directly. And yet, we see his image that we can then understand God the Father through him. Third, Christ reveals the love of the Father. In John 17, the Lord Christ is praying to the Father and he says, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. So how is it that we perceive the depth and the magnitude of the love of God? Maybe it was difficult for the people in the Old Testament to understand how much God really loved them and cared about them. But when the Lord Jesus Christ was incarnate, we saw the direct example of his love. We saw how he sacrificed himself for our sake. A direct and clear example of the love of God. The love of God that he has had for us from the very beginning, we see it manifested. We see it manifested when the Lord Jesus Christ would touch the lepers and heal them. We see it manifested when the Lord would cast out demons over people who were demon-possessed. We see it manifested in the way that God went out of his way to speak to the Samaritan woman. We see it manifested in all of the things that the Lord Christ did to reach out for and to care for and to heal and to comfort anyone during his three years of ministry 
to serve them and to, to heal them and to bless them. We see it manifested in how the Lord Christ washed the feet of the apostles. In all these things, we see the true love of God, the God the, the, who, who is love, who, is, who has been loved from the beginning, and yet maybe because our relationship with him is broken, because he is distant and far away from us, that we cannot perceive or fully understand his love. But when the Lord Christ came, he restored the relationship with God the Father, and he showed us truly what is the love of God. Anytime we want to think of an example of the love of God, we find ourselves going back again to the example of the Lord Jesus Christ, because he revealed the love of the Father to us in its depth. Fourth, Christ reveals the power of the Father. In 1 Corinthians 1.24, it says, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. We see the power of God manifested in the Son. We see the Son, like I said, casting out demons. We see the Son walking on water. We see the Son speaking with authority. We see the Son like, like doing all of these things to demonstrate his power and authority on the earth over the religious leaders, over sickness, over death, over everything he has power. And so again, if anyone were to doubt the power of God or not understand or perceive, we see it manifested again in the sun. We see it manifested in a very clear way and in a way that we can observe even with our senses to see him and to know him. Number five, Christ reveals the judgment of God. In John 5.30, the Lord Christ says, I can do of my, I can do, sorry, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. When we want to know the will of God, we listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that Christ said? This is the same as what the Lord God the Father says. We see how God judges the wicked, and we see how God has mercy on the repentant. We see the way that the Lord judges. We see his wisdom. We see his discernment. You know, we can all ask the question, how is it that God is going to judge those at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the world? And it is a big question for us, how is God going to judge all of these billions of people that have lived? And we get a glimpse of this through the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the depth of his mercy, of how much he is able to take people who lived an entire life of sin, someone like the right-hand thief on the cross, and because of their repentance, even in the last moment that the Lord Christ accepted them and said, today you will be with me in paradise. This tells us something about the judgment of God, and we learn about God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, the Lord Jesus Christ reveals the will of the Father. In John chapter 6, he says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So the will of the Son and the will of the Father are one and the same. We see the will of God for our salvation when Christ allowed himself to be crucified for our sins. We see even in the Garden of Gethsemane when the Lord Christ is preparing for the crucifixion and he is struggling and suffering because of what it is he is about to endure and he, he is praying to God the Father and he's asking for this cup to be taken away from him. Nevertheless, the, let the will of the Father be done. This is what he says. He says, your will, not my will. Meaning what? That, the, that what the Son wants is what the Father wants. They want the same thing. They have the same will. We want to know what is it that God wants for us. It is revealed in his Son. Also, the Lord Jesus Christ reveals the glory of the Father. In Philippians 2, Therefore God also has highly exalted him, 
and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We see the glory of God manifested in the Son. We see all the things that he is and all the things he can do, even the power of his name, whenever he says, anything you ask in my name will be granted to you. The power of the name of Christ, which is why we pray even at the end of every prayer that we pray, we say uh, in the name, we say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask whatever it is that we ask. And so Christ is glorified. He is glorified on earth. He is glorified in heaven. And he reveals to us again the glory of the Father. How is it then that we know the Father? We know the Father through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. When we believe in the Son, then we know the Father. And this is what he was saying. He says, if you know me, then you know the Father, because I and the Father are one. In Luke chapter 10, it says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Who are the wise and prudent? That, that this message and that this truth is hidden from them. The wise and the prudent are those who are wise according to the worldly pattern, according to the worldly wisdom. Those who are very advanced in knowledge and understanding according to the world, those who pride themselves for being able to live successfully in the world, and then this is all of their focus is in the world and being wise in the world and being successful in the world. The people who do not care about the spiritual things and only care about the earthly material things, these are the ones who do not see or understand the, or perceive the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who live for themselves, those who live for a different purpose, they do not see the truth that the Lord Jesus Christ proclaimed and preached when he came to the earth and he declared it to everyone. Who is it? Is the one who uh, listened and the one who understood. It was revealed to the babes, to the innocent, to the pure, to the ones who wanted to understand and to grow and to learn they are the ones who understood. This is why you know, we live in a world where people pursue all kinds of manner of things. They pursue all kinds of things. When we are focusing so much on this world, we maybe we'll miss the message. We will miss the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we quiet ourselves and we focus on him and we seek to have pure hearts and we seek to be innocent in mind and, and, and heart, then we become like these babes who are able to perceive and understand and the Lord Jesus Christ reveals himself to us. He goes on and he says, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son will reveal to him. How is it then that we learn about the Father? Is it by experimentation? Is it by observation? Is it, is it through science? We do not know the Father in this way. We know the Father through the Son, because the Son is the one who reveals him to us, and the Son is the only one who knows the Father, and so we learn about the Father through the Son. And so to believe in the Son is to know the Father. And so this is how God is revealing himself to us. He's revealing himself through faith to us. In many, many uh, things in the world, the, the model that we use of knowledge and understanding is that we first understand something and then we believe it's true. This is the way of science. 
You know, you, you do an experiment, you verify that something is true, and then you believe it. You don't, you don't believe it until after you understood it, and you observed it, and you experimented on it, and then you're pretty sure it's true, so then you believe that it's true. But you can't use this model with the spiritual life, because there is no way to experiment with God. There is no way to observe God in this way. Instead, he says, what? Well, believe. He says, have faith in me, and then you will understand. Believe, and then you will know. Believe, and then you will have knowledge and understanding and wisdom, and everything will be revealed to you. So when we are trying to grow closer to God, we should not take the approach where I'm going to wait until I have a full understanding of God, full understanding of what he is doing in my life, full understanding of where I'm going, full understanding of the whole Bible, and then I will believe. No, actually, we should believe. We should believe and test by, 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 by believing and seeing how God reveals himself to us once we begin on this journey of faith and begin on this journey of submission and obedience to God. If God tells me to live a certain way, in faith I, I will believe and I will start living this way. I will start praying. I will start doing the things that God is asking me to do. And in due time, God will reveal himself to me because I will become as one of these babes, as the innocent, as the one who is receiving from God in simplicity and not like the wise and prudent according to the world that are focusing only on this life and not any other. So those who know God know him through submission and faith to his word. So we spoke about several ways that the Lord Christ reveals himself to us, uh, reveals the Father to us. The first is he reveals the presence of the Father. He reveals the, his image because he is the image. He reveals his love. He reveals his power. He reveals the judgment of the Father, the will of the Father, and finally the glory of the Father. And so when we read about the Lord Christ, when we see what he has done, it tells us and gives us a glimpse of God the Father so that we can know him and understand him and have a relationship with him. May God grant us during this remaining time in the holy 50 days that we are again contemplating on the power of the resurrection and we are drawing closer to the father through the son and glory be to god forever amen